It's the most newest part of the year. That's because it's still the first week of the year. So there. <laughs> hey, welcome, everybody. Happy New Year to you. Hope it's off to a good start. So glad you're here on the Harland Highway. What a show we have today. Or should I say not a great show because Dr. Ascot is dropping by. My on-air therapist is here for, to start the year off with a whatever. Let's see what happens. Um, also, the Harland Highway question of the day. This one involves uh, something in the sports world that is just a complete head-scratcher to me. It's, it's a phenomenon. It's a, something that mystifies me. I'm going to share it with you. Maybe you guys have the answer for the Harland Highway question of the day. Uh, also, we're going to have a little fun. I'm going to slip into Roger's studio, and uh, I'm going to pick up one of his phone calls and just mess with one of the, list, one of the callers. We did that last podcast, and it was a lot of fun, so I'm going to do it again today. Just screw around with someone calling in in Roger's sound booth there. And then lastly, uh, interesting uh, story about Twitter. As you know, Donald Trump is like all Twitterized. Everything, he's he's Twitterizing the Twitter Twitter with the Twitter twatter. So we're going to talk about Donald Trump's influence on Twitter and how you feel about it. And uh, let's do it. This is the Harland Highway. Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You're about to go down the Harlan Highway. No! No! I didn't bargain for this. Oh, yes, you did. Chicka, chicka, chow, chicka, chicka, chow, man, baby. And the creature from outer space. Please don't stop. I got a mean and ugly face. Magnificent performance. This is the Harland Highway. I hate you. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you say we get down to business? Oh, yeah. Here we go, everybody. Happy New Year. Let's do this. Come on, Rod. Hit it. Come on. The Harlan Highway question of the day. Yeah, I think this is an appropriate question, uh, given the fact that we are in, uh, you know, entering into the football playoffs. I, I don't know if you guys watch the NFL, but if you do or you don't, you might you might be able to relate to this question of the day. Uh, because one of the the most popular football teams in the NFL has made it into the playoffs. And my question of the day, this is for the Miami Dolphins, who have made it into the playoffs. My question of the day is, what the hell color are their uniforms? Have you, what the hell? Have you seen the Miami Dolphins uniforms? I don't know what color they are. They're not green. They're not olive. They're not turquoise. They're like this weird color that I've never seen anywhere else on planet Earth. You know, you know. You ever read these these scientific uh, journals where they say, you know, the human eye can only capture so many colors. It's only built. It's only wired to catch so many colors, but they say there's possibly hundreds of thousands of colors that the human eye can't even register. So for all we know, trees could be a color that we don't even know exists. In our human mind, we perceive them as green. But had we more advanced eyesight, 
more advanced, uh, you know, eye apparatus, we might be seeing different colors. We'd be seeing colors that, we, you know, we can't even describe. Like we got orange, red, black, blue, brown. But if we had better eyes, there might be like glorange, flursal, plontentite, sclork, blont. You know, just we'd have to make up new colors. And I look at the Miami Dolphins uniforms and I'm like, what the hell color is that? I think that might be the one color that snuck through the whole, like, we can't see a whole myriad of colors. Because it, it's, it's such a bizarre tone. I watch my TV and I go, what, what is that? Who found that color? What, what, who mixed the paint on that one? Was there a drunk guy at the paint department at Home Depot? He was just like hammered. And he was, you know, you know, that big, they put the cans on that big paint shaker machine. Was he like sneaking a bottle of Jack Daniels under the counter and he spilt it into a paint can and shook it up and somehow came with my Miami Dolphin puke green or whatever, turquoise or turquoise? It is just a bizarre color. I don't know what it is. It's right at the edge of turquoise and it's somewhere between green and olive and a, a puke pea soup green uh, 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 I just I don't know what it is it looks like sea turtle turds it looks like someone cacked out some seaweed in their pants it's just, it's just like the most obscure weird color and I don't know how it exists because I don't see it anywhere you ever you ever look at a tropical ocean? You know, you ever see those beautiful pictures of the Bahamas and Bermuda and the Turks and Caicos and Jamaica, and they show these bayous and they show these these shorelines with the the turquoise oceans and the the different shades of blue and green and emerald, and they're just beautiful and you just want to dive in them and catch an octopus in your mouth. Well, the Miami Dolphins, whatever color it is, doesn't even exist in that world. I don't know what color that is. So for for now, I think I'm just going to call it Dolphin Afterbirth. That, there, if, if that's the name, you know, if there's orange, there's blue, there's red, there's purple, there's green, there's pink, there's Dolphin Afterbirth color. That's, that's what that color is because it is unsightly. It makes me squeamish, makes me airsick, even when I'm not flying. So there you go. What the hell color are the, is the Miami Dolphins uniform? The Harlan Highway question of the day. The Harlan Highway question of the day. Oh, yes. Well, you know, last podcast we had a little fun. Uh, you know, I don't go into Roger's booth very often. He sits over there and watches me through the glass like a, like a demented barn owl. Like I'm like a like I'm like a, a mouse wrapped in bacon and he just stares at me with his big owl eyes. Hi, I see you. He waves at me. Uh but uh before the holidays I went into Roger's booth and we had a little fun because you know people are always calling in and asking questions and blah blah blah. And so I decided to get up pick up the phone and just mess with with uh someone who was calling for Roger. 
And uh, and so we had so much fun with it, we decided to do it again. And so I went back in there over the holidays, and we recorded another one. And uh, you know what? I want to play it for you guys because it's a lot of fun. Um, and uh, here it is. Do you have it queued up, Raj? Okay, here's me in Roger's booth. And uh, somebody called in, and, and uh, I took the call. Hello? Hey, where did you say to go to uh, see the... Lovely ladies and the motorcycle. Oh, oh, oh. What, are you calling about the thing? I heard you talking about uh, um, the motorcycles and the, somebody doing tricks or something like that. Yeah, yeah. We got a, we got a guy down uh, over at the thing doing motorcycle. They're jumping over puppies today. I don't, do you like puppies? <laughs> That's it is. I know. I, we we can't believe it. This guy came to us and said we don't believe him, but he said he could jump over twenty five puppies, and we're like, no way. So we set it up, and I think it's happening at two o'clock. And where's that at? Where? Let me ask my producer. Where's Where's that down by the Bandamir? Yeah. Over at Bandamir. Okay. Yeah. This Wonderful. guy's and this guy's. Uh, he claims that, and with no net, nothing. He claims he can jump over twenty-five puppies, and we're we're worried about the six on the very end because uh, if he doesn't clear, uh, right. you know, I mean, you can probably f- picture what's going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to be pleasant at all. Do you, Do you like puppies? Uh, I love puppies. Let me ask you: is You don't have any puppy helmets around your house, do you? I, I do not. Because we'd love to slap some helmets on those little things. <laughs> I mean, see, uh, I mean, if this guy comes down on him, we want those guys to have some kind of protection. Would you be willing to throw your body over the puppies at the end if? If, if I can get down there, I'll happily help. You are an angel sent from heaven. Well, have fun, man, and uh, wear a splatter guard, okay? I sure will. God bless. Stay uh, safe. All right, buddy. Thank Thanks. you. Bye bye. Uh, you know, puppy helmets, right, everybody? Don't y'all have puppy helmets in your house with, with splatter guards on them? <laughs> so there we go. We we kind of just improvised that one. Some guy called in about a motorcycle event, and I turned it into puppy jumping. <laughs> um, but I want to I mo- switch gears into something a little more serious here. Um, I read an article in USA Today that, that caught my eye. Uh, let's see. Here's here's the actual headline. All right. Let me let me read you the headline here. It says uh, Twitter CEO feelings on Trump tweets quote complicated. Now don't worry. This isn't a Trump story. This this is actually a story about t- uh, Twitter, which I find fascinating because as you know, Twitter has been a floundering uh, corporation company that's that's really struggled since it went public. Uh, Twitter's been, uh, in existence for, I, I don't know. I think it's like six, seven years now, maybe shorter, maybe a bit longer. And when it went into the stock market, when it went public as a trading company, there was so much heat around this company. Everyone was thinking they're going to make a fortune. I was one of the ones that bought into it and I'm still holding on to my original stock that I bought and it just went south. It, it kind of it went up for a little bit, and then it just went south, and it's been struggling to find itself ever since. And it's been trying to sell it at times, and it's been trying to figure out ways to monetize it better and attract more users and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, here comes Donald Trump, 
who's always on Twitter. And so the, uh, the guy who, um, who is the CEO of Twitter was asked about it, and here's the story. Uh, how does Jack Dorsey feel about President-elect Donald Trump communicating in the, with the world in 140 characters or less? The CEO says, quote, complicated. The story goes on to say that Trump waged the presidential campaign on Twitter, and now, as the incoming commander-in-chief, he's using that digital bully pulpit to push his agenda, making claims about millions of illegal votes, hinting he may ban flag burning, and criticizing Boeing over the high cost of a new Air Force One. Um... So the CEO continues to say, quote, what does this mean to have a direct line to how he's thinking in real time? I'm not sure, Dorsey said. Quote, we certainly play a big part in distributing news and opinions and what people think about what's going on in the world. And, you know, we have a role and a responsibility to make sure people are seeing what they need to see and they can have easy conversations and really get to the truth. And that's complicated. We are learning as quickly as we can. Dorsey, who is one of the co-founders of the social media surface, said Trump's maverick use of Twitter is unprecedented. That has put the spotlight on Twitter and has clearly prompted some introspection. Dorsey says, quote, I think it's an important time for the company and the surface and having the president-elect on our service, using it as a direct line of communication, allows everyone to see what's on his mind in the moment. I think that's interesting, he said. He goes on to say, I haven't seen that before. We are def definitely entering a new world where everything is on the surface and we can see it all in real time and have conversations about it. Where does that go? I'm not really sure, but it's definitely been fascinating to learn from. And then when asked if he feels responsible for Trump being elected president, Dorsey replied, America is responsible for Donald Trump being president. So... Uh, you know, I'm not getting the sense that this Dorsey guy is nuts about Donald Trump, as, you know, most people in, uh, you know, the media and Silicon Valley and all that are not. But I'll tell you what, this guy better bow down to the, the, the Twitter gods and say thank you for Donald Trump. Because, as I said, Twitter was floundering. Twitter is is neat. Twitter is cool. Twitter is is interesting for kind of a specific group of people, but now that the most powerful man on planet Earth is using it regularly, I mean, Donald Trump may be the saving grace for Twitter, whether they want to acknowledge it or not, whether they like him or not, whether you like him or not. And I'm this, 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 this story isn't about endorsing Trump and his politics. This is just talking about how by Donald Trump being so proactive on Twitter, he may save a sinking company. And so if this guy uh, Dorsey is not for Trump or against Trump or tries to censor Trump or doesn't like what Trump's doing, he better uh, he better shift gears rapidly because uh you know, you got to imagine with Trump as the president and with his his radical tweets and his outspoken tweets and his shocking and surprising tweets You've got to figure that Donald Trump is going to attract millions upon millions upon millions of Twitter followers across the globe. Because that's going to be the fastest way to hear from this, this maverick president. 
He's unpredictable. He keeps people off guard. You don't know what he's going to say. He could say something brilliant. He could say something really stupid. He, he could say something inflammatory. He could say something very kind and gentle. I don't know if any of you are following him yet, but, but you know, he, he put out a very touching tweet wishing everyone a happy new year. He put a very touching tweet out regarding Christmas. He put a very touching tweet out regarding, you know, people that were hurt and killed in terrorist activities. He's, he's put some inflammatory tweets out uh, regarding the nuclear arms race. He's, he's, he's had some very kind tweets back and forth with Vladimir Putin. I mean, it's, it's just he's creating a whole new world out there. And even if you don't like Trump, I recommend you follow his Twitter feed because it's it's pretty fascinating. He's if you hate him or love him, one thing you can't do is call him boring. I mean, let's be honest. If Bernie Sanders or Hillary or or Mitt Romney or or Jeb Bush or or uh, you know little Marco Marco Rubio or any of those other people had won the presidency, conservative, Republican, Democrat, Independent. Would you really be that interested? Would you really care? Because you know the tweets would probably be stale and scripted and run through the front office and, you know. But, but, but you know, Trump is tweeting stuff that, that can, you know, that can change the world. I mean, here's a guy that, that could, that could uh, put out a tweet that maybe saves someone's life or he could put out a tweet that triggers World War III. And it, it, it's just, it's fascinating, it's scary, it's, it's odd, it's new, it's fresh. But at the end of the day, and again, I have to keep going back to whether you like him or not because people get so inflammatory every time I even mention Trump, even if it's just like in, in association to something like this where I'm not, I'm not spouting my support for him, I'm just talking about a related issue. Um. You have to admit it's refreshing to see a politician, an American politician, a president who, who is so open, who is, is willing to, uh, you know, put his foot in his mouth or say something uh, poetic or say something charming or silly or just off the cuff. I mean, it, it gives you a little bit of a sense that here's a man who wants to be in contact with the citizens that he's he's overseeing. And you got to admit, you know, there's been no other president in history that you kind of felt that you were this close to. And for some of you that you're like, "Oh god, I don't want him this close to me." But for for others of you, it might be might be, you know, I kind of like this. I like hearing what's on his mind in his words. It doesn't go through his press set secretary. It doesn't go through the New York Times. It doesn't go through the L.A. Times. It doesn't go through NBC News or CNN or Fox News or whoever. I don't know, man. I, I think this is interesting. I think this is, this is kind of cool. I think it's refreshing. Uh, could it end up causing problems? Could it end up uh, blowing up in his face? Could it end up causing America problems? Maybe. But let's stop pretending that we still live in the 1950s, man. You know, all this technology wasn't just invented for all us folks in the suburbs or living in the artsy loft downtown. 
I mean, this technology was was d- developed Twitter and Facebook and Google. This was all created for for mankind. I mean, there are there are African bushmen who probably have Twitter and Facebook accounts. There are Eskimos that probably have Twitter and Facebook accounts. There are people in the North Pole and the South Pole and in Greenland and Iceland and China and then the Himalayas and all over the planet, man. People in the Amazon rainforest that have these accounts. And so it, it's, it makes sense that the president would be on there reaching out to people. You know, it's almost like, remember back in the day when we, we didn't have TV or we didn't have radio? Well, did, did political leaders get on the media of radio and talk through the radio to its, his constituents, to the people, to the masses? Yes. And then when TV came along, did, did presidents get on TV and talk to people through the, the TV screen? Absolutely. And so this is just a modern form of communication that you know, by all rights, any president, any politician, anyone doing anything should have the, the right to talk through it. And so in a way, it's it's kind of very progressive of Donald Trump. And, and you know, remember, it's like everything else in, in this election. They all told Donald he was going to lose. They all called him a joke. They all said everything he said he was wrong. He's never going to win, blah, 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 blah. And now, you know, everyone's saying, oh, get the hell off Twitter. Why is he on Twitter? He's got to stop tweeting. He's No, he doesn't. Well, why can't we accept that maybe someone new and fresh is coming through the door and, and maybe uh, opening our eyes to something? I don't know. Might be fun for anyone listening to get on Twitter and maybe start following. Or maybe you're too disgusted. I don't know. You don't have to. But uh, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And it, sometimes it's fun to be the first to know. If, if Donald Trump says something stupid or something genius, you're going to know the second he says it, which I think is, is pretty, pretty interesting, man. So in closing, my, uh, my comment about this whole thing is, you know, the, 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 the CEO, Jack Dorsey, and believe me, the, the Twitter has been struggling. They've been trying all kinds of different game plans to make Twitter a success. And they are in debt. They, they owe a lot of money. They've had to let people go. They've had to close down their office spaces. They've had to reduce their size. And all of a sudden, this guy comes along who many think is a buffoon. Uh, this president, Donald Trump, might just save Twitter. So if, if, if you look at Donald Trump saying he wants to help businesses thrive and help the economy thrive, he may by accident be helping Twitter uh, prosper. Twitter might just stay alive and might even grow bigger and bigger and bigger. I'll tell you what, I'm holding on to my stock. And if you're, in this, if you're into buying stocks, now might be a good time to look at Twitter. Because I'll tell you what, it's dirt cheap. You know what? I'm going to go on my phone right now and tell you how much it is. Because I'm, I was, I've been thinking, when the hell am I going to tw- sell my Twitter stock that I bought when Twitter first went public? And I keep believing, well, it's got to go. I think I bought it at $34 or $40 a share. Guess what it's at now, gang? $16. $16 a share. So if you believe, like I believe, that Donald Trump, as he gets more and more traction, as he becomes 
the actual president, he gets sworn in and he's still tweeting. I've got to believe that millions upon millions of people around the world are going to start piling onto Twitter. And you're going to see that $16 maybe go up and up and up. So I'm not a stock trader. I'm not a professional. But hey, even though you hate Trump, how would you like to make some money off of him? This is a stock tip from me to you that I'm not a professional. You take it or leave it. I'm just throwing it out there. $16 a share is pretty damn cheap, man. And if Donald Trump gets on there and starts blowing up Twitter and everyone wants to hear him first, guess what? There's only one way for that stock to go, and that's up. So it could be up to 24. I, I, I'll, even, I'll even step out on a limb. I'll, why don't you guys check me at the end of the year? And, and don't hold me to this. Don't buy stocks based on me saying it. This is just me pontificating about it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say... That the Twitter stock is between 24 and 40 points a share by the end of the year. Okay, you want to, anybody want to jot that down? It's at 16 now. Okay, and I'm, I don't have a crystal ball. I could be completely wrong. Twitter could shut down, but my instincts are telling me, and don't forget my instincts were right about who won the election. Hello. Um, I'm going to guess that Twitter stocks are up between 24 and 40 bucks per share. And that's profit in your pocket if you decide on your own volition to invest in Twitter. I, hell, I might even buy more, but for now I'm going to sit, I'm going to watch. But in a whole year, a year from now, January 1st, 2018, let's see where it's at. I hope some of you, I might forget, so I hope some of you write into me or phone into me and remind me, okay? And see if my instincts were right. From 16 to between 24 and 40 a share. There you go. Who knows? Maybe Donald's going to make us some money or not. Don't listen to me. Do what you want, but that, that's my peace of mind. That's, that's my guess. My uneducated, stupid, dumbass, mental case guess. Okay? Oh, look at that. We got into, into stocks. Um, so anyways, I thought that was an interesting story. And for those of you that want to follow me on Twitter, by the way, uh, uh, my handle is at Harlan Williams. I would love to have you on board. I, I like to tweet out uh, funny little pictures and little. I, I tweet out jokes. I try to do stuff that I think will put a smile on your face during the day. Maybe get you thinking, give you a little laugh. It's fun because, it, as you know, you can only do like 140 characters or something like that. So nothing's ever long and boring and drawing out like this last story. A lot of you are like, all right, we get it, Twitter. Hurry up. Uh, so there you go. I'll leave it right there. And uh, for Twitter's sake, I hope I hope uh, it blows up, man. Godspeed to Twitter. I don't believe you people. Huh? What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? I, I think what uh, Tug man. means is you no, people. No, look at his ass, man. You people. Hello, Holland. What? What, Doctor Ascot? Hello, Holland. What? When did you come in here, Holland? No, I didn't even hear you come in. I was in here doing a bit about... I heard you, Arland. 
What? Well, what are you doing here? Holland. Dr. Aska, what and why are you wearing that sweater? Holland. Well, who wears a purple sweater with yellow polka dots? Holland. Good lord. Well, what do you want? Holland, it's a new year, and I felt it's important that we sit down and have a little therapy session, Holland. Oh, God, it's like... I wasn't expecting to see you this soon into the new year. Holland. And stop saying my name, okay? I don't want to start the year with you irritating me. Holland. Oh, come on, Ascot! Holland, I want to talk about how your last year went. My last year was so-so, you know, I... I, I, I don't feel like I got everything done I wanted to do. I, I felt a little unmotivated at times. It, maybe it wasn't a stellar year. I don't know why. Holland. Well, it wasn't. Well, maybe we can turn it around this year, Holland. Okay, how do we do that, Ascot? Holland, I heard you talking about the future president, Donald Trump. Yes, so? Well, if you'll remember, Holland, he wore a very inspirational baseball cap. Yeah, I know. He wore the red, ba the, the Let's Make America Great Again baseball hat. And as you can see, that hat also inspired not only him, but everyone around him, Holland. Okay, and the connection here is Ascot? Well, I recommend that if... You have a hat that inspires you and keeps you on track. It might make for a healthier, more robust year for you ahead, Holland. You know, I hate to say it, Ascot, but that maybe makes a little sense. I guess a, a little inspiration every time you look in the mirror can't hurt, right? Exactly, Holland. That's called positive reinforcement psychology. Okay, and what do you call your loafers, Holland? Well, come on, they're banana yellow. I mean, the fact you wear penny loafers with no socks is bad enough, but the fact that they're ban they look like wicker banana yellow penny loafers, Holland. Well, they do, and I'd have to cross your legs like that, Holland. You, you cross your legs like a girl, Ascot. Holland, I sent you deflecting from the hats I'm about to present you. What do you mean, present me with hats? Well, Arland, I looked at your training report this year, and it says that you didn't perform so well, as did your podcast not perform well, Arland. Oh, God, were you looking at the internal assessments of my... That's part of my job, Arland. Oh, God, that just feels like a violation. Well, I brought you some inspirational hats that you can wear throughout the year, Holland, that might help you have a more productive, bountiful, and fruitful year. Oh, God, what do you mean? Well, they have little slogans on them, just like President Trump's Let's Make America Great Again hat. Oh, and I'm supposed to wear these things? Absolutely, Holland, or... You might want to wear a pink slip. All right, well, what are the hats? Well, I have one here that's very, very positive, Holland. Okay, and what does that one say? Let me pull it out. Ah, look at this. I support fun and travel, Holland. I support fun and travel. Let me see that. Okay, the hat, let, let me read it. 
I suck fart tacos. Well, no, that, that's a typo, Arland. No, that's what it says. I suck fart tacos. Well, it should say I support fun and travel, Arland. Okay, well, that's not what it says. It clearly says I suck fart tacos. I'm not wearing this. Arland, you will wear it and you will have a more positive outlook. How am I going to have a positive outlook wearing a baseball hat that says, I suck fart tacos? Holland, you will wear this one for the first quarter of the year. What are you talking about? And for the second quarter of the year, you will wear this very positive hat. It says, I need support. I need support. Okay. Let, well, it doesn't say, it says, what does it say? I eat psoriasis? No, Arland, it says, I need support. It says, I eat sir. Where are you getting these printed? Well, we wanted to get them made as cheaply as possible, Arland, so we got them made in China. Ch well, clearly they didn't spell this stuff right. I eat psoriasis? I need support is what it says, Arland. Well, it doesn't say that, and I'm not wearing it. You will wear it, and here's number three, Harland. A very, very positive message for you to wear on your head for everyone to see. It says, don't treat me bad. Something to do with self-respect. And No, it does not say don't treat me bad. It says, oh, God, it says, I eat your tea bag. Harland, it does not. I'm reading it right here. I eat your tea bag. And your is spelled Y-O-R. Holland. What, what what part of China did you get these made in, Ascot? Is your final hat that you will wear for the last quarter of the year. I am not wearing your stupid hats. You will get a pink slip, Holland. Oh god, what's the last one say? It's very positive, Holland. It says, I'll see you at the finish line. Now that's a way of saying that you're going to finish the year out big. You're going to achieve all your goals. And it says, I diarrhea in your eye. Come on. What the hell? You had to get these made in China. What'd you save? An extra $12? You could have got them made down the street at the hat shop. Holland, we are on a tight budget here at the Holland Highway. I diarrhea in your eye. And don't forget that you suck fart tacos, Holland. See, I told you. That's not... Wait a minute. I eat psoriasis, Holland. I, I mean, I need support. Listen, Ascot. Don't forget, Holland, you eat tea bags. All right, get out of here. I'm not... Get your pen... Your yellow loafers and get the hell out of here. Don't forget to wear your nice new hats, Arlen, and have the best year ever. Get out of here, Ascot! Idiot! Don't forget, you suck fart tacos. Get out! I'll diarrhea in your eye, Arlen. Get out! Good lord, what a dildo. I'm not wearing any of those hats, by the way. Screw it. Oh, I'm going to end the show right here. This guy, there's just like a stink in the studio here from this guy. It's just, just like greasy and slimy in here. Um, Let's get to some announcements, shall we? That's always fun. Isn't that always fun? Uh, let's see. What can I tell you about... Um, as far as, uh, let's see, God, the stand-up comedy thing, 
that's coming up. Um, we got uh, my first show of uh, 2017. We'll be down in West Palm Beach, Florida. Great place to start off the year. I'll be at the Improv in West Palm Beach. And uh, that is uh, going to be uh, Thursday, January 19th to January 22nd. Thursday, January 19th to 22nd, West Palm Beach. And then the following weekend, all the way back to the West Coast, Tacoma, Washington. Uh, that'll be January 26th to the 28th. That's the Tacoma Comedy Club, January 26th to 28th. And then from there, oh my God, we go to Charlie Goodnights in North Carolina. And that's February 9th to uh, the 12th. Charlie Goodnights. Gotta love that name. Charlie Goodnights. Um, if you want to get tickets to any of these shows, please go to my website, harlowilliams.com. Uh, just click on the uh, comedy contact, comedy stand up tour link, and uh, you can order your tickets right online. You can get uh, all your uh, information on the shows there. Um, also, you can write me at harlowilliams.com if you have anything to say. I might read your letter on the show on the contact link, or you can call me 323-739-4330, 323-739-4330 at harlemwilliams.com. Leave me a message. I might, I might just play that thing on the show. I might. Um, also, check out our store, man. We have a great store with lots of fun T-shirts and uh, and uh, DVDs and CDs and all kinds of stuff for you to purchase on the uh, Harland uh, Highway website, um, web store there. Also, get our free app for your uh, phone. Just type in the Harland Highway in your app store and you are in. And if you want to become a premium member, you can also do that. You can become a premium member for $20 a year. It gets you all the backlog episodes, over 850 or 830 episodes cataloged. Um, that that includes um, special uh, stand-up stuff that I put up for the uh, premium members, special events, special stories, special characters, special interviews, all kinds of stuff. I spread it out throughout the year. It's not every day, and sometimes it's not even every week, but uh, for 20 bucks a year, you certainly get your money's worth, and uh, I hope you uh, decide to participate in that. Love to have you there. Thank you to everyone who's joined the premium membership thus far. Just go to the website and uh, click on the uh, the podcast page, and you can get in on the fun. Also, if you're at my website, I put up a new page called Voices. And uh, many of you may not have been aware that over the years, I've done quite a bit of voice work in the animation industry, movies, television shows, cartoons, and uh, I kind of put up a little uh, sampling of a lot of the uh, the voice work that I've done over the years. You might be surprised to see what I've done because I get a lot of people asking about that. And I thought, well, I should probably just put it up so people can look at it. And so that's now on the Harlan Williams website, harlanwilliams.com, for you to peruse. If you've got a whole empty night one night, just sit there and peruse all that voice work. Yeah. But there is some cool stuff there. And um, and that's it, man. I hope your your new year is off to a good start. Once again, happy new year. I usually kind of say happy new year kind of midway through January. About the third week of January, I kind of tail it off. 
So I'll be saying it for a few more podcasts because I want you to have a good year, man. Is that so bad? Um, and also you can join my Instagram feed uh, at Harlan William on Instagram, uh, at Harlan Williams for Twitter. And uh, let's see what happens with Twitter this year. Um, so let's do it. And uh, that's it for today. Thanks for being here, everybody. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. <laughs> that's crazy.